possibly haunted podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> High five, Yeah, the three people intro. Are we actually recording, or was that this was actually recording? One take, guys. <laughs> We're the best. Which are named Heather Morgan and Kat Carson is on a road trip to the beach, and we're all very jealous. Very I'm jealous. not jealous. I'm not a beach person. Oh, true. Morgan is afraid of the ocean. I'm not afraid of the ocean. I'm afraid <laughs> of the animals in the ocean that will willingly eat me or accidentally kill me. It's because she knows I'm a selkie, and I've just come to Lubbock to take no, her back you're and drown mermaid. her. Yeah, mermaid or okay. a siren. More I mean, honestly, either way, I'm going to drown you. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's and be real. I'm just over here splashing whenever I can. Yeah. But see, if you were a Selkie, I could defeat you. I feel like... I'll just take your seal skin. You can't get back in the water. You can't find Boom. it. Oh, well. That's why she's trying to escape public. She's like, no, I'm just going to go before anyone takes it. I've become too attached to people. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can't drown any of you now. So I read um, the latest... Uh, Laurel K. Hamilton novel before the new one that's coming out next month. What are some of the other books that she's written so people know? She, well, the Anita Blake series and the Mary Gentry series. Uh, She had one other book that came out before she started these other ones. But the latest book before the new one was like Crimson Death or something like that. But she was in Ireland. And Mm -hmm. they had um, the Rones, they called it, instead of Selkies. I think Selkie might be a Scottish thing. And Rones Mm -hmm. are Irish. Same creature, though. And they were like, the big bad vampire was originally a fairy. She was like a night hag that got turned into a vampire. I'm like, okay, well that's I guess it's a neat concept. And in her series, like vampires have like animals to call, mm-hmm. and she could call the Rones. And I was just like, this is totally out of character for what these furry creatures are. And you're doing a horrible job. <laughs> and I love you, and you're my favorite author. But like, you know, the I- Rones are proud people. They would not answer to a vampire. <laughs> You know what I think? Um, I love our, uh, I love our detail, especially folklore. We're just True. like that's like I get so mad. I already had my rant on this podcast about banshees. I'm like they're not evil. That's a rogue banshee. It's kind of like when right. I wrote in D and D about the fairy kingdom, and oh, they were like so. It's this huge D and D group because it's like a it was a Harry crossover. Potter D and D group. Yeah. And so we're, I created a Triwizard tournament where they had, the second thing was they had to go retrieve their wands from, um, so from a fairy kingdom. <laughs> and like, which made everyone angry. Except and for <laughs> us, because you wrote it for, you basically wrote it for yeah. uh, Morgan and I. Because lore. But there's a couple times I was like, I didn't go in that detail. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And like, we're, we're looking at her for like the rules and stuff, like, can we do this? She's like, no, no, that's too much. Damn. <laughs> well, it was a real fairy. <laughs> well, I was trying to write well, it somewhere between what you guys knew and what everyone else knew. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, she did a good job. Yeah. And it's interesting because in her other series, it's all about, like, fairy folklore and tales like that. Yeah. But in the um, Anita Blake universe, she hadn't touched on Ireland or Irish legends yet, and so 
It was very different from any of her other stuff. Yeah, that's true. I do like how in our D and D group, though, Morgan was quick, like, "Quick, turn your robes inside out. They can't, like, the magic can't touch you." And like, almost all of our normal people were like, "Oh my god!" And like, <laughs> actually turned in their jackets or their robes inside out. And I was like, "Okay, we got believers here. I like this." <laughs> but um, uh, I think the only series that I didn't have too many complaints about the lore was the Holly Black series, where it was like uh, Valiant and Tithe yeah. and. You know, I, they got that pretty. Sp- it was a very dark young adult novel, and I was like, oh, I still enjoy it. Going back no, to those, I still love them. Yeah, you have to put them on the list. I'm new to the reading. So just a little bit of romance. Good, yeah. I trust you to bring my books back. Well, of course. Just enough romance You'll to keep it interesting. Something. Yeah, yeah, and not traditional. You either. liked uh, Royvan, didn't you? Yeah, of course. Okay. I did. <laughs> he was beautiful and distant, and a little bit mean, but also like, oh, I'm just being and mean. A skinny boy. I care for you. He was a skinny boy. I love you. You must get away from me, human. I'll destroy you. And I'm like, I was like, what a whiner. <laughs> well, we know what we like. <laughs> so I guess we could just go ahead and call out our coven corner because we didn't pick one for <laughs> oh, this. Hey, so yeah, true. Sort of intermediate episode. Very true. Oh, well, we can also say, how's your summer going? How long have I been in this apartment now? And uh, I'm still not fully unpacked. True. True, true. And your your house I'm always is packed. packed. <laughs> of and, course, um, there's like, you know, this line of stuff on my wall in the living room. I've got a china cabinet coming and another bookcase coming that are at my grandparents' house. They bought a china cabinet from their neighbor that's moving. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, that's going to be really... It's got to go there. There's nowhere else for it to go. Unless they want to switch that bookcase with the china cabinet. But yeah. I'm like... The thing and is, you're not that big. You're about to have a cave, like, like yeah. I love no it. space. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan's decor sense is the more things that I can have in my apartment, the better. And mine is, but I'm only, allergic to dust. Get it away from me. <laughs> only things I like. True. If I don't like it, I don't want it. Like, but she also but likes a lot like of literally things. the wall of or the cave of things. Like, you, like most people might spread it out so that they feel like yeah. it's open. Just as a visual, remember when Ariel in The Little Mermaid had that cave oh, where she yeah. just collected a bunch of things she thought were cool? Yeah, <laughs> that's so accurate. Yeah, but organize. What is oh, that? Things in a box. Okay. I got twenty. No big deal. I want more! Meanwhile, more. Morgan's over at my house, and I'm like, I don't need it anymore. And she's like, but you made it. And I go, I don't care. Yeah, that's why I have this Scorpio <laughs> thing. I was like, you put, that looks like a lot of effort. Cute. And I was like, but I can make it again if I want it. It's cute. <laughs> you know? So, like, I have hers now, and so I'm going to have to get some black canvas and, and make one for my Sagittarius, yeah. and one for me, and one for the Gemini, and I can have this all up. I will try yes. it. Have, maybe that should be before you leave, like a little kind of project. You have a week and a half. Yes, I know. As soon as I get back, <laughs> like I will drive over here as soon as I get back. Because uh, so yeah, she's unpacking. You're packed up. I am currently packing to go on a trip to New Orleans. They could go up above my kitchen. They could. Oh, that, that'd be perfect. And line that space. That would be perfect. Very cool. Hi, but um, I lost a train of thought. You're leaving for New Orleans. No, I know. And then I'm going back to a different thought now. Because sorry, um, we're talking about how like you get rid of things. So if you're not getting rid of the mum. Yes. I'm, I will literally visit you just to make sure you still have it. No, I I wrapped it up in uh, Morgan's packing shirt <laughs> that she gave to me as packing material. So there was something wrong with my sewing machine, and so I used this Mickey Mouse shirt that I was never, ever going to wear again, even though it was really soft, and so I could, like, run thread across it as it was stitching it to, like, so yeah. it's, I can't wear it as, like, a shirt shirt anymore. But it makes a great packing shirt, so it's wrapped up in a very thick t-shirt <laughs> in a box somewhere. In the pile of boxes. So, 
my grandma realizes that she uh, cannot tell me what to do anymore because I'm not a kid. Yeah. But she's very strongly trying to persuade me not to go to New Orleans by myself this Christmas. And I was like, yeah. I will ask my parents if they want to go. But if they're not going to go, I'm still going. I'm applying to three jobs at Tulane, and I've already applied for two jobs at Tulane. So if I'm in New Orleans, you won't be alone. Then I can have a DD. Yeah, exactly. and if I stay, I like for it'll one never night. be a DD. <laughs> well, you just can't kidding. drink enough, even. Not supposed not to. Until I've been sick for a month. Is that one night? Because <laughs> I drank too much. My liver feels good. I wonder why. Because you haven't been doing the thing you're not supposed to do. <laughs> I can't feel my liver through my side. What's going on here? Oh my goodness. But uh, you know, if <laughs> you're going for a conference, right? No, I'm going. Oh. Just to go. Just this is my first like like real like vacation just for vacay. Yeah. Nice. Um, normally I'm because even like when I went to Colorado or when I went to Austin just recently, it like, was I was thing. Well, it, it was, was impromptu. It was with somebody, but I was always like I always still had to have a coffee shop day where I like literally worked all yeah. day because I like couldn't. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to get everything done today so that totally I don't it. have to do anything. It's I'm, I'm a little. Um, but if we never like we would never have to travel. If, like, oh, everything's dangerous by yourself, like, yeah, that's that's true. Be aware. But, like, I can't always have a person, and I'm not going to let that stop me from traveling. You know, that's basically what I told her. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to live my life in fear and not do the things that I don't want to do just of a chance that I might get hurt I mean, we went kidnapped. to a nice part of Dallas, and people were worried about us and our group of girls. <laughs> that's true. Or, like, when and I went to Atlanta for the first time, there was a discussion on places I could take you kind of situation. Well, and it's just, you know, like, being aware, being cautious, but, um, I, so we booked an Airbnb, and she responded instantly with a message, like, hey, um, we're pretty good, safe neighborhood, but let's be real. She said, let's be real. New Orleans is not safe. (laughs) And I was just like, uh, thanks for the heads up. Yeah. You know, but I've had a lot of friends, people who travel, they told me, like, where to go, how to act. I I got the lowdown from one of our city people. You can't stand in the middle of the street to take (laughs) pictures. Okay, first of all, it wasn't the middle of the street. It was a sidewalk. No, you stood in the middle of the driveway of the palace. It was a closed gate. No one was coming through. (laughs) These people are ridiculous. I mean... Anyways, I've learned how I've learned how to take pictures while walking, and they're good because I can't. But I also don't want to necessarily stop all the time yeah. and do that anymore. But um, but I've had so many friends who go to New Orleans. They've they've told me you know where to go, how to be. So it's fine. I mean, I'm sure singles go to New Orleans all the time. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, it's yeah. Bless you. <coughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, when when I talked about. Applying for jobs at Tulane, my mom was a little nervous, and I was like, listen, if I did work in Tulane, you know I'd pick somewhere safe to live, you know I'd be cautious, and I wouldn't be running around naked in the middle of a bunch of drunks. Like, yeah. <laughs> as much fun as that is <laughs> Speaking... It's not my Saturday night plans. Speaking of being afraid to travel alone, who wants to roll into our first story today? Ooh! I actually... It's called Darkness in the Rear Room. You're kind of traveling. There you I go. have a dog attacking me. So, <laughs> while Bentley is showering her with kisses, um, since we are shorthanded today and the next full episode was supposed to be Carson's, we are filling in with some uh, scary stories, some creepy pastas, just some short things yeah. we have found online. Not ours. Yeah. But they're fun. They're fun to read to each other. Yeah, so we hope you just enjoy the sort of fun, Bentley. maybe a silly episode. Bentley, she doesn't want your tongue in her mouth. I don't. I'm you not. need to buy her dinner first. Well, She's not. already got her his hand going in her shirt, so. <laughs> I'm not an interspecies kind of, <laughs> kind of person. You remember, you're a gentleman. 
Just like I tell Maya, be a lady. <laughs> be a lady. So She's like, and then I'm coming up behind her like, what does that even mean? <laughs> you know what it means, Maya. Okay. Elevator music again. So this is the first one. I'm not really a, a story reader, so apologize for the lack of dramatics or the too much dramatics. We'll see. It's called Darkness in the Rearview Mirror. In the summer of 2013, I found myself driving home alone on Highway 902 from a party. It was almost midnight, and needless to say, it was pitch black. As was usual at night, I was on edge. I had the radio off, and I could hear nothing but the muffled roar of tires on the pavement and the dull hum of the engine. I stole a glance into the middle rear view mirror and saw nothing but darkness through the black window. I know that looked backward and, hold on. I know that I looked backward and saw nothing, I'm sure of it, just the seemingly endless blackness of the night. I remember it so clearly because not 10 seconds later, a car passed to the left, headlights on, I had one of those sudden adrenaline rushes like when you think you see a person outside your bedroom window when it's a tree or when you start awake at night with the feeling of falling. Ten seconds later, nothing behind me. Suddenly a car. This is written really, really. I drove the rest of the way home, shivering and knowing something was off. The next morning I found two sets of scratches near the back of my van. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm making it dramatic. Thank you. I need that. I need help. <laughs> one was on the left rear, and one was on the right. The car was pretty old. They could have been there for months, but that was the first time I distinctly remembered seeing them. In hindsight, there are two possibilities for what happened that night. Possibility one. By some glitch in reality, or something paranormal, this other car had somehow appeared behind me within ten seconds of me, checking my mirror. Like some weird ghost crap or something. However, the second option is what makes my blood run cold whenever I consider it. Da, da, da. It didn't even occur to me until months after the fact, but it makes me dread driving alone at night even more. Possibility two. The car was normal. It had approached me from the rear, passed me to my left. However, something large and wide and as black as the night had been clinging to the rear of my car. It was my butt. <laughs> Obscuring my view through the window and leaving deep scratches on the sides. I had inadvertently driven it home with me. Da da da! I'm gonna get better at this, I promise, guys. It was me. <laughs> I also realized I don't articulate very well, so I'm like, well, we're not voice actors. We know this. I'm working on it. I am a great voice actor! <laughs> that was Bentley. <laughs> He's very talented. I love her. <laughs> Do you want me to go since he's licking your neck, or do you want to go? No, I'll go. My, like I said, a paragraph. I found some nice short ones. <clears throat> Stop it. This new old house. <laughs> and they said, I like it. Stop it. Stop it. like it, <clears throat> We bought an old house, my boyfriend and I. He's in charge of the new construction. Converting the kitchen into the master bedroom, for instance. That's stupid. Why would you take the kitchen and turn it into... Maybe it's in a better location in the house. Sorry, that just, that's just where we're at that. <clears throat> or maybe you want an open floor plan, so you're going to move your uh, kitchen into the den and create, like, a nice... No, that's stupid. Do you realize how complicated that would be to move everything? Because you have, like, 
most likely gas I'm not, into the kitchen. I'm not saying it's not the smartest move. I'm just saying it's possible. It's it's ship and Joanna Wow, on wallpaper removal duty. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm. I was like, that sentence doesn't make sense. Well, I'm on wallpaper remover, removal duty. Remover duty? <clears throat> this is creepy, you guys. Come on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the previous owner papered every wall and ceiling. Removing it, Gross. removing it is brutal, but oddly satisfying. The best feeling is getting a long peel, Ooh. similar to your skin when no. you're peeling from a sunburn. I don't like it. I don't know about you, but I kind of make a game of peeling on the hunt for the longest piece before it rips. It really is a hard story. <laughs> Under a corner section of paper in every room is a person's name and date. Curiosity got the best of me one night when I googled one of the names and discovered the person was actually a missing person. The missing date matching oh, the no. date under the wallpaper. I know what happened. The next day, I made a list of all the names and dates. Sure enough, each name was a missing person with dates to match. We notified the police, who naturally sent out a crime scene team. I overheard one text say, Yup, it's human. No! <laughs> human? What's human? Ma'am, where's the material you removed from the walls already? <gasps> this isn't wallpaper you were removing. You knew it! You can't let human flesh! <laughs> How would you not notice that? Lots of people in old houses have leather wallpaper. It's actually really common. Uh, like, not, I, especially in the West, actually. Okay, so, like, part of me, because of society, like, oh, that's so awful, gross, but I'm kind of like, okay, it was, under, it was against their wheel, so that's the wrong part. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, using valuable resources... No, still, it's still, still creepy. Still bad. Okay. Still super creepy. <laughs> Try to spin a positive thing on this. Not happening. It's it's a trophy. It's not necessarily him reusing. No, things. I know. So he could sit in his room and like the intention get reality off. is like not there. Is but bad. is it better than popcorn ceilings? <laughs> <laughs> you missed it, but I asked that and then took a sip of my Sonic drink. <laughs> okay, so next up is me. Do you want my crappy one or my good one first? You pick. Okay, so I have a crappy one, <laughs> um, which is one paragraph, and it said, it's called, YouTube is watching, <laughs> and the tags are lazy writing, still better pasta than Slender Twilight, you didn't try at all. So, <clears throat> this happened ten years ago when I was YouTube watching Aaron 6, but I kept having this weird feeling, like someone was watching me, and then I knew YouTube was watching me. I'm reading it because there's, like, no punctuation. Oh, I like it. I shut off my laptop and ran downstairs. At this point, I was really scared. All my friends come over, and we all saw it. Saw with a capital S. Uh, And ever since, we've never gone on YouTube again. So keep this in mind. Maybe YouTube is watching you. If it is. understand. I don't know. YouTube was watching them. They were on YouTube watching themselves. YouTube watching them. Lord knows. I was just reading it out as it was written. Woo! Like if YouTube's watching, it's got a, it's it's seen a lot of me. So they were watching <laughs> YouTube, watching them. Uh huh. Watching them. <laughs> what? <laughs> stupid. <laughs> okay. That's why it's easier yeah. to say YouTube session. That's why I said crappy one first. Okay. Now for the decent one. I'm just gonna cover up that webcam. <laughs> a lot of people do that. Oh no! Videos. I cover up my webcam if I'm like using it to watch stuff when I'm in the bath. Uh-huh. But, like... Uh-huh. <laughs> I know what you're watching. <laughs> no, I'm watching Netflix, probably the Great British Bake Off, let's be real. Because um, that's the only thing that'll keep me still for, like, more than ten minutes. So, you know. Anyway. Kids in the Dark. 
Growing up poor in the deep south meant sharing a lot with my little brother Ollie. Most often we'd pass toys, clothes, and skin conditions between us. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Up till he was about six, we even shared a bed. Neither of us was really happy about it. But for my 10th birthday, that changed. I got one present that year. It was a bed of my own. Ollie was jealous right away, and I could understand why. He had to keep that half-broken-down frame with a worn-out mattress. The one I'd gotten wasn't much better, but not being broken and worn was enough for me. Sleeping apart was a great feeling. It was freedom. No longer could I have to suffer the sudden and inexplicable kicks to the stomach. No longer would I wake up with Ollie's foot pressed up into my neck like he had stepped on a Dracula the night before. At least, that's what I thought. Right away after I got the new bed, the shrieks started. At first, I thought it was because Ollie woke up in the middle of the night and screamed because he'd gotten scared. Then the sound echoed through the teeny room and I knew it wasn't a normal cry. The room was always pitch black after sunset. One window we had pressed up against a long leaf pine with the biggest, brightest moon cast, but no light inside. The shriek just about cr drove me crazy. Every night, probably at the same exact time, these sharp yelps would knock me right out of my dreams. It wasn't mom or dad yelling either. I knew what it's, that sounded like. Um, most worrying was the fact I could never tell where it was coming from. It seemed completely random. One night it'd come out somewhere near the closet. The next it would shoot from a corner of the ceiling. Any hope I'd have of having my own space got dashed every time Ollie would silently sleep into bed with me, shrieking like crazy. He'd clasp onto me and wouldn't let go until almost daybreak. Most of the times, I'd take his hand and tell him everything was going to be okay, and that'd be over my morning. I was never really sure. Over time, the shrieks started changing. First, it was only by small degrees, but eventually it took on a primal hooting sound of a primate calling out a fierce warning. I had to clasp pillows to my ears just to keep from going deaf. Deaf. Mom and Dad never believed me or Ollie, basically because the thing, whatever it was, refused to make a peep when they were in the room. Uh, apparently, they couldn't even hear it through the walls, even though it was sure loud enough. Um, the shriek got worse and worse, and till I felt like I couldn't take it anymore. Me and Ollie were doing really bad in school. We just had no energy at all. I could sleep more deeply with my head propped up and my eyes open in the middle of class than any room in the middle of the night. Then, thankfully, we moved out of that house a year later. I had contemplated all sorts of things, even a child's clumsy attempt at suicide to get away from that horrific nightly noise. There was no problem at the next house. It was a nice cookie-cutter home on a dead-end street. Welcome the normalcy. Um, what's more, when we arrived, there was a buck bed waiting for me and Ollie. No more broken bed, no more second bed ended up that I had to share anyway. Um, the only problem was deciding who got top bunk. I told Ollie I deserved it. After all, I had gotten the new bed way back, and he ruined it by climbing in every night. What? He shook his head. I never did that. I had always wondered why the noise stopped the second I was sharing my bed. Now I had the answer. Dun 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 dun. dun. Heather and I are much better silent listeners than you. I know, but it's, <laughs> I'm trying to make it dramatic. <laughs> no, but I'm over here like, what's happening? What's going mm -hmm. on? Oh my god. Yes. I'll, I, when we watch scary movies, I try and be silent, and then everyone gasps, and then I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> or I grab your leg. <laughs> I really I really hate that. I really, just, I hate it so much. It's the ENTP in me. I gotta Like, I gotta one day, I'm gonna have the, the reflex of, like, kicking you in the face. That's why I grab and hold. That's true. She got another leg. <laughs> True. I've got hands. I'll get away. <laughs> she will, like, windmill kick. <laughs> I do 
Do like you want to read another speaking. one, Heather? Yes, but now I'm thinking about the difference between a windmill kick and a roundhouse kick. I don't think a windmill kick is a real thing. A roundhouse <laughs> kick is something you do. Honestly, in I'm karate. like I'm picturing like a Barbie and like dislocating her leg and like doing. Like, See, a that was wheel. I was thinking <laughs> how to best describe the sort of like weird like wee type of kick that that's literally called a roundhouse kick. Yeah, but still, I wanted it to be more. I'm, I'm thinking like like because when so, people say roundhouse, I think of that one movie with Patrick Swayze. That's and Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, but like in the tight jeans, that's all that I think. So so what I'm getting is you are thinking of the Family Guy episode where Peter goes around kicking people and goes Roadhouse. Yeah, kick. Yeah, Roadhouse. But actually, kick. Patrick Swayze. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay, <laughs> so the next one is called instant messaging. Oh no. <laughs> It all started on the 14th night of March, the night of my parents' 20th wedding anniversary. It was a wonderful, sunny day, if memory serves. Surprisingly warm for before the beginning of spring, the beautiful weather was perfect for the atmosphere of the day. Being married for 20 years is obviously a momentous occasion, so my parents had booked a table at our favorite Italian restaurant. Ooh, lovely. Of course, this was a formal occasion, so I had my best suit on. It was 5 30 and I was just straightening my tie when my phone went off. I received a message. That's strange, I thought. That never happens. I checked the message. It was from my mom. Ooh, ooh, English, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a jumble of numbers and letters, but through the vocabulary stew, I could make out the legible phrase, please help me. It should go without saying that this, this worried me greatly, so I immediately replied, are you okay? Just as instantly, I got another text which read, oops, pocket text. I signed with, I signed <laughs> with all the relief I had and continued to prepare myself. I think they meant me. Meant side. Yeah, okay. A few minutes later, I received yet another message, this time from my dad. I checked the text, and once again, it was a massive mixture of letters and numbers with the phrase, please help me. Concealed within. Creepy though this was, haha, <laughs> creepy. My dad was always a joker, so I presumed he was just joking around until I was sent another text saying, Oops, pocket text. Now this sparked panic. Pure, unmistakable panic. Exactly half a minute passed when I received the exact same message from my sister. This could not be coincidental. It just couldn't. In a state of sheer anxiety, I started to run to the restaurant. I made it about a quarter of the way before I was stopped by a police, police officer. Main road's closed, he said. Huge car crash. This was the exact moment I realized just what had happened. I demanded to see the wreckage, and request a surprise was allowed. When I got there, it wasn't the remnants of the car that caught my eye, but not the flames billowing from the destroyed vehicle. No, I was horrified to see the lifeless corpses of my mother, father, and sister. I asked for the estimated time of their deaths. All three of them were killed instantly by the collision at 532. Ooh. I actually got chills. <laughs> I actually got. We have time for us each to have one more. Morgan, okay. if you have another. I like this one. I hate it when my brother Charlie has to go away. I hate it when my brother Charlie has to go away. My parents constantly try to explain to me how sick he is. That I am lucky for having a brain where all the chemicals flow properly to their destinations like undammed rivers. Amen. When I complain about how bored I am without a little brother to play with, they try to make me feel bad by pointing out that his bedroom likely far surpasses mine. 
considering his confined to a dark room in an institution. Okay. Um, so I'm going to rephrase that sentence there. <laughs> when I complain about how bored I am without a little brother to play with, they try to make me feel better by pointing out that my bedroom likely sur surpasses his, considering he is being confined in a dark room in an institution. That sounds much better. I always beg for them to give him one last chance. Of course, they did it first. Charlie has been back home several times, each shorter in duration than the last. Every time, without fail, it all starts again. The neighborhood cats, oh, with gouged out eyes, show up in his toy chest. My dad's razors ah, found, specific. found dropped on the baby slide in the park across the street. Mom's vitamins replaced by bits of dishwasher tablets. My parents are hesitant now, using last chances sparingly. They say his disorder makes him charming, makes it easy for him to fake normalcy, and try and to trick the doctors who care for him into thinking he is ready for rehabilitation. That I, that I will just have to put up with my boredom if it means staying safe from him. I hate it when Charlie has to go away. It makes me have to pretend to be good until he is back. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I'm like, that would totally be my brother. He would totally frame me for everything and have to pretend to be good until I got back. And then he's like, I don't know, Mom and Dad. She's just batshit crazy. <laughs> but I seem to remember a moment in your childhood where you overheard uh, him being like, why didn't Morgan get trouble? Because all she does is read. <laughs> as I, why don't you put on Morgan? She's always in her room anyways. As I stick my head out of my room going, I can hear you. <laughs> That was a good one. Oh, that was really good. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. Children are creepy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so the last one that I have is called Roommate Troubles. Oh, hey. Wait, are you going to recount the year I lived with Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this actually happened to me a few years back at the University of Arts in Philadelphia. It was my sophomore year. I li lived with a girl named Kara. She was a jazz vocalist, but her main interest was opera. Ugh. <laughs> we had a small room on the sixth floor of the dormitory called Juniper Hall. The walls were thin, and her late-night singing voice practices kept me up late. After a month or so of lost sleep, I convinced her to finally move her night practices to the music studios at the theater building a block away. Around 8, uh, 8 p.m. one evening, Kara announced that she would be practicing late for an upcoming recital and probably wouldn't be home until around midnight. Uh, great, I thought. That means I can go to bed early. I was beat. I had a horrible day in the acting studio, and I was ready to pass out as soon as I had dinner. She said good night and left, coffee and sheet music in hand. I made some grilled cheese and soup, gobbled it down, and immediately began to prepare for bed. By the time I got out of the shower, my eyelids were so heavy, I could hardly brush my teeth. I pulled on my PJs and crawled into the top bunk of our bunk bed. I was out as soon as my head hit the pillow. I should take it a second to describe the layout of our apartment. When that entering, is a super afterthought. Yeah. <laughs> when entering the apartment, the bedroom was through a door immediately to the left. Our bathroom is inside the bedroom, just past the bunk beds. U Arts has a nice uh, was nice in the sense you didn't have to share bathrooms. Oh yeah. Anyway, I woke up to the sound of the apartment door closing. I opened my eyes to groggily check the phone. Midnight on the dot. I rolled back over and closed my eyes. I heard Kara enter the room and stop in front of the bunk bed. Checking t to see if I'm actually asleep, I thought. 
She flopped down into the bed below me, which was strange, as she was a stickler for brushing her teeth and washing up before bed. Vocalist, Simba, right? <laughs> um, um, but then again, exams were right around the corner, and we were all exhausted. The mattress below me creaked, and I was silent. I didn't even hear her breathing. I started to drift off. To, I started to drift off again, and I was just on the edge of a deep sleep when I started to wake again by a noise, a key in the lock, door opening, and Kara entering our. Apartment, humming an opera tune. The mattress mm-hmm. below me creaked. No, no, mm. the end. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've heard a similar story to that, so I kind of, I kind of knew where it was going, but still. Yeah, it's still like I don't like it. I've definitely had moments like that where, like, if, like I'm traveling or whatever, mm-hmm. and like I think it's them, and my my, my brain, brain likes to think that everything's out to get me. And then they come in later, and I'm like, what did I hear earlier? What did I hear earlier? And it's probably just me making up noises or, like, assigning purpose to those mm-hmm. noises, but it's one of those things, like... And that's definitely not an apartment. That's totally a dorm room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I did, um, you know, one of the things that I learned about my apartment that I'm living in currently, but no longer, pretty soon, um, is when they open the door to my downstairs neighbor, it sounds like they're opening the door to my mm-hmm. apartment. Oh, so in the middle of the night, if my downstairs neighbor is coming home late, I hear, you know, yeah. the keys and then, a, and then open, and I'm like, frick. Is it, it's nice, right? That's why you have a bed knife. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have a bed knife. And a bed hammer. Oh, we have a bed hammer, too. I like it. Well, that's that. because, you know, it's been by my bed for a while, and now... Oh, now it's... <laughs> when you move, it's just going to be there now. It's, yeah. part, it's part of the, yeah. the, the area. I bought some books for my bed. Just pick up the box and ah, start hurling books. I definitely, um, I'm not paranoid at all. I don't have a pocket knife in every single room and <laughs> a pipe by the door and a knife, like a police baton by my bed. Oh, and two, no, three swords in my yeah. office, so. I guess if anybody did make it into my apartment, I'm a little screwed because my bedroom door opens out to the living room. The door swings out, not in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my bathroom door, uh, swings in. Swings in, so... I could hold that one closed. But I'm also thinking, um, you, you have a window in the bedroom, right? Yeah. Okay, so you at least have one escape area if they come, because if you come in the front door, But there's no way I'm it. getting that bedroom window, shades pulled up, open, and screen pushed out without being able to lock my, just, I don't think that has a lock on it. <laughs> now we're, now we're investigating. Oh, it has that little pinhole, so it probably does. Oh, it does have a lock. Yeah. So maybe you just sleep with the lock. That's but it's fine. got the pinholes so they can just go boop. And yeah, but it gives you time. It. it buys you time. And with the adrenaline, True, it, it takes a out. second to get it pushed. It's either you have the adrenaline to get out, and, or you're like, you know what? I'm here. Just do whatever. We, we all know that the real thing that's going to save my life is that Bentley. I'm messy. True. <laughs> They're going to trip <laughs> over like everything. 10 things before True, they, they make it to the bedroom path door. to me. <laughs> But I'm also a very light sleeper. Anyone moves in my apartment, I'm like, what do you want? (laughs) You know? All right, well, that was our creepy story. Yeah. Minisode, I guess. Hope y'all enjoyed it. It's a full episode. Full episode? Full episode. Well, as always, you can follow us on social media at, I guess both of our Instagram and Facebook are the same, The Possibly Haunted Podcast. Mm -hmm. Our Twitter is Possibly Haunted Pod. And our email, if you have your own creepy story you would like us to tell, because... That'd be cool. We totally have so many listeners. Yay! <clears throat> if you like we love all of you individually, we because we can see Oh my you. god, <laughs> we do. Because we actually can see each, every... Like, we're going to memorize your names, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the listeners we do have, you guys are the greatest. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to share your stories with us, 
and let us share it with peoples, you mm-hmm. can email us at possiblyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. I said that funny. I'm sorry. It is at gmail.com. Our email is possiblyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Someone has to come up with a song and dance to that. And definitely go oh, look up to. our, probably put it on the Instagram, because I remembered in the middle of our storytelling that we need to do the floof challenge. Oh, Yay! if you want to see Mr. Bentley with the floof challenge. He looks very concerned. Oh, he does. He looks so worried right now. Oh, by the way, the entire time we're reading these creepy stories and having our reactions, he's just, it's like a lullaby for him. He's just falling asleep. Mm-hmm. It's like bedtime for him. Babu. I mean, he's boy. used to listening to me play horror movies all the time, so. I know. Or me sing at him. The only thing... <laughs> conditioning him. I don't know if it's good. The only thing that bothers him and he won't sleep through is listening to Markiplier. Markiplier. Well, yeah. I don't know how you do it. Shout out, Markiplier. <laughs> I fell asleep to your screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and her dog does not quite care for it. No, like, you know, he starts his um, videos the same way, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get, like, that first, like, you know, hello, everybody, Bentley's like, oh, God, it's Mark! And he <laughs> runs out of the room. Oh, poor baby. But now I'm kind of concerned if we ever are, like, if there's a horror situation, he's so used to it because of our stories and because of the games and stuff. He's like, oh, she's just doing a live-action role-play. No, Bentley, say it. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, next week, or not next week, in two weeks, next episode, you guys will be hearing about psychics. Yeah, and I will not be in there for that one because I will be moving across country, back home. So across the country, yeah, to Georgia, 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 made in Georgia. Yes, I like that one. I, I swear, I was. Were you? But you choice. actually were though. That's what's funny. Yeah, you actually were. Yeah, hey, Okay. Anyways. Do you want to do the thing I always want to do? I think we need to know if she was made in Georgia. So, um, remember, listeners, that you could be possibly conceived in Georgia, and therefore <laughs> possibly be using your little sibling to cover up your demented ways. True. Possibly being tailgated by something creepy monster. Could be not, because I'm about to travel. <laughs> your apartment could possibly be covered in human skin. Uh, not mine. Uh. I think I'd figure that out by now. And <laughs> be allergic to it. Yeah. Oh, your second one was long. You're, you could possibly be YouTube watching you. And <laughs> YouTube could be watching you. And what was your second one about? Uh, that roommates. lady and the the the, the, roommate. the roommates. Yeah. And your roommate could possibly not be your roommate. Ooh. So thank you for listening. And just remember, listeners, that after all those other things, you could still be possibly haunted. But who is phone? But what is phone?